following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people, and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer, and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's, directions, or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. on our journey this morning. I walked to church. Anybody else walk to church? Oh, quite a lot of people. I walked to church. Not just now. That's just the rucksack's a bit heavy. And um, I'll walk to the sands later because I'm going to have a picnic lunch. And then I shall walk home again. They're all short journeys. But I still had to plan and I still had to prepare a few things. So what have I got in my rucksack? I've got my talk, that's good. We'd be a bit stuck without that. I've got something to sit on. It's a long roll, so if anybody sits on the other end, we'll be socially distanced. Spare cardi, in case it gets chilly. Walking shoes, because it's a celebration day, so I had to have posh shoes and walking shoes. What else? Oh, very importantly, my picnic lunch. Anybody else got a picnic lunch with them? Oh, fab. Great, I'll not be picnicking on my own. Uh, what else have I got in here? Teddy. Teddy bears come on picnics, don't they? Yeah, anybody else brought their teddy? Oh, yes, great. Teddy friends, good. That's all right. What else have I got in here? Oh, now then, very specially, carefully, now we've got a special oil. That will come out later. Don't need to worry about that just right now. Hopefully nobody will trip over my stuff. And then, just carefully wrapped up in here, I have a Bible too. All that stuff, all that planning that I had to do just to get here and do what I wanted to do. But here we are. Oh, the journey that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and the wee donkey. I just thought I'd get that in for any uh, Line of Duty fans. That, that uh, they went on today. That will have taken loads of planning and preparation. It was a four-day walk from Nazareth to Jerusalem. They did it every year. There's still a lot to pack. Jesus had um, little brothers and sisters, like you've got. And um, Mary and Joseph, that would have been a lot of stuff to pack, wouldn't it? But the further they walked, the further on they would have been helped because more and more family and more and more friends would have met them on the journey. Because this wasn't a solo trek. This wasn't something quirky that the family of Jesus did. This was a community pilgrimage. All the people traveling together to celebrate the same feast of the Passover. That moment in history when God set his people free from slavery. And they began their journey into freedom 
as God's people, the brand new nation of Israel, who after a very, very, very long walk of about 40 years, were just about reshaped and ready to inherit the promised land. So it was a journey that took planning and preparation. It was a journey with lots of other people. And it was a journey with purpose. This journey especially marked them out as God's people. No other nation took this journey for this reason. And remembering how they became God's people was central to their understanding of belonging to God and belonging to one another. This year, more than any other, there was an additional purpose for their journey. Jesus was 12. And when Jewish boys and girls reach the age of 12 or 13, they're considered old enough to choose for themselves how they wish to practice their faith. So their celebrations would have had this extra dimension to it. When Jesus stays behind, rather than joining his family on the trip back home, he hasn't got lost, as his parents suppose. I don't know if any of you have ever got lost. I know I got lost when I was a child. I think my parents were more concerned than I was. So Jesus hasn't got lost. He neither is he being naughty or rebelling against his parents. He's exercising his right to choose. It's a key moment in the life of Jesus when he takes that step out from under his parents, out from under their wings, and he says, this is what I want to do. He puts himself into the temple with the teachers of the law, and he's testing his knowledge, and he's testing their wisdom. He's been prepared for this time by his parents. He's finding his purpose. He's surrounded by the people of God, and it's all part of God's big plan. God's plan from the very beginning of creation to be in relationship with us, to walk with us in the day-to-day, because he loves us. Now, it's been over a year since we had a baptism and a service with children in the church building. So this is a particularly special day, even though we've met every week since the first lockdown as a community. It's fantastic to be here together. Emily and Julia and Phoebe have been on quite a journey so far already. The family and friends of all three have played quite a major part in their preparation. Phoebe first learned of Jesus through her grandmother. Emily and Julia have always known Jesus through their parents. All three have friends who pray for them and love them. Today they choose to publicly join the family of God. So we're all here to remember together all that God has done for us through his son Jesus. As God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, as that most famous of Bible verses, John 3.16, tells us. 
Baptism is an outward sign of what Jesus did for us through his death on the cross. He took our sin, our faults and failings, letting sin do its worst in him so that we can be washed clean. Just as Jesus defeated death and was raised to life, so through believing in him, we have eternal life. We're also here today to support Emily and Julia and Phoebe as they publicly declare that they want to live as followers of Jesus first and foremost, wherever he may send them, whatever he may ask of them. The spirit of Jesus living in them is going to help them, lead them, guide them. This also means we'll continue to pray for them and with them as they grow in understanding and wisdom. We're all in this life together, aiming to live as the Spirit leads us. We love and care for them on the way. Someone once said that baptism should come with a bit of a health warning. To be baptised into Jesus is not to be in what the world thinks of as a safe place. Living for Jesus means dying to self to what we want and following him wherever he takes us. The first disciples of Jesus discovered this. They discovered it would mean a life of testing and enduring, of being sent to towns and peoples they didn't know, of being falsely accused and put in prison. But they continued to follow Jesus because they also saw the blind sea and the lame walk and those held captive set free. They continued to see, they continued to follow Jesus and bring others to faith in him because they knew that Jesus loved them. They knew what Jesus had done for them. This is the example that we have been set, and it's the command that Jesus gives us today. Baptism into Christ is to live our best lives now through him who loves us. It is in Christ we find our identity. In Christ we trust. If you don't know what kind of a journey you are on or why, if you long for an identity that's based on how much you can achieve in life, if the thought of someone knowing you and loving you more than you can imagine appeals to you in any way. If anything about this service today has piqued your curiosity, warmed your heart, and you'd like to know more, then please do have a word with myself or Aaron after the service. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you'd like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.